Okay. Okay. Welcome everyone to another edition of Pewter Pints. My name is Jason. This is my bigger bro, Dave, and we are Pewter. And this is a podcast dedicated to drinking beer and talking shop. And the kind of shop that we talk is construction, primarily the home renovation industry. Wait, we forgot a light. Yeah, it won't make a difference. That's a more better. <laughs> and every, every now and then we get a cool guest to come on. And this week we do have a cool guest. We have Chris English from Craft Hardwood joining us. Hey, guys. Welcome, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Hey, thanks for coming. We appreciate it. And uh, so, yeah, today we're going to drink some beer. We're going to talk about some hardwood floors. And the beer we have today is the Lagunitas, Lagunitas IPA. Yes. Yeah. From California. Yeah. Or Chicago, depending on what side of the label you're looking at. <laughs> I think it's produced in uh, Chicago as well. Yes. You know what? Chicago has good beer. I don't know. They have, they're, they're the home of Goose Island, which is yep. funny because... Goose Island should be a Canadian beer. What makes you say that, Jay? Because what kind of other goose is there other than the Canada goose? Geeses! <laughs> Anybody watch? Or as, or as uh, Spencer Jenkins would call them, Canadian cobra death chickens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anybody seen um, Letterkenny? Yes. The golf episode? The golf episode. Geeses! Gooses. Exactly. Geeses! He says gooses. Whatever it is. It calls it gooses. No. Anyway, so we've had a couple Lagunitas already, so this is going to be a fun podcast for you guys to listen to. Um, so why don't we take a sip of this delicious beer and see what we think about it. Chris, you want to take the lead off on this? I'll tell you, it's an easy drinking IPA from Petaluma, California. It's light on the palate easy drinkability and at 6.2 percent alcohol it's uh, one it's of the lighter ipas yeah, right. but it's still it's a fun time, time. <laughs> that's still a good time. um yeah no absolutely because most most ipas really have that citrus punch to it i know the last one we did was juicy ass which is really um uh, citrusy without being overbearing, still enjoyable and refreshing. This is uh, very smooth, very drinkable. Uh, you know, the, the tones are all very mellowed and makes for a really nice drinking experience, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> yeah, some of those IPAs can have very high alcohol content percentage. I was looking at one in the beer store the other day. It was 8.5%. So that's like a two beer night. But yeah, like right. what do you need to drink an eight and a half percent beer for? I don't know. It's like what's that maximum ice or whatever Labatt used to make? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the forties. Yeah. 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 The, the homeless man special. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or the high school special. Exactly. Depending well, on your situation. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm a big fan of especially in the summer Rattlers. So beer and grapefruit juice uh yeah. mix and i tried this one i don't know i guess a couple of years ago at a pub downtown it was on tap but i've been a big fan uh ever since yeah no i like i like the rattlers too actually they're great for the golf course yeah that is a that's, that's a beer you need one of though this is one that yeah. you can really settle in for the night three yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take a nap yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Uh, given it is a strong beer. IBU, we're looking at, what, 54, 55 on the scale. So not bitter. It's not – it is obviously an IPA, but it's definitely on the lighter scale as far as IPAs go. So yeah. I think that adds to its drinkability and mm-hmm. fairly solid. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, I guess today we're going to talk about hardwood floors, uh, specifically the craft manufacturer. So, Chris, why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, the the craft brand. My name is Chris English. I'm the architecture and design representative for Craft Artisan Wood Floors in the GTA. I've been with the company since last fall. I've been 10 years in the flooring industry, started with a small family-owned contract carpet mill in Georgia. Uh, In about 2013, I joined Godfrey Hurst, the world's largest manufacturer of residential tufted wool carpet, where I was uh, up until joining Kraft back in November. Uh, Spent a week at the head office and distribution center in Burnaby, BC. Uh, Learned a lot about the company's history, and about uh, our approach to manufacturing 100% sustainable engineered hardwood flooring. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this episode because I think there's a lot more to the craft brand than uh, initially meets the eye or that, that clients or potential purchasers uh, may even realize could exist. So I think this is going to be an educational one, and I am fairly excited to jump jump into this one. So. Yeah, well, definitely, especially when you start off with a term like sustainability, because people are at home are just going to be like, what's that all about? Yeah, how much does it cost per square foot? And that's Who you cares? Know, pretty much the entire yeah. determination yeah. factor. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can change some minds here today and uh, really uh, broaden some, some horizons here. So uh, where, should we, where should we start off? I can uh, tell you a little bit about craft. Um, company was founded in 2002. Uh, our founder, Rod Gray, uh, is still the president of our company. And his vision was to create floors that looked as natural uh, as possible so that people could really feel a connection with, uh, with nature when they, when they had the floors in their home. Uh, company was founded in 2002 um, in British Columbia. And our credo uh, with uh, designing our our floors and manufacturing our floors is wide and long. Uh, We've standardized on 8-inch width uh, material. And uh, we manufacture our average length out of the box uh, is a little over 5 feet at 62 inches. And uh, in comparison to what's available in the marketplace, that... um, there, there isn't anybody longer out of the box than uh, than craft. I think everybody would agree that's that's a big positive. Yeah, uh, being long out the box. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, long works for golf and flooring, <laughs> <laughs> among other things. Uh, <laughs> that's we won't we won't jump into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's that's great, and um, to be honest with you. I don't think we've ever installed a floor that really has that length. And I, I know you guys pride yourselves on that, but uh, we initially were introduced to you. No, you know what? Our mother went to the interior design show in Toronto. 
few years back and ended up coming back to the office with some of your samples. And lo and behold, uh, a couple of years later, we ended up filming some Property Brothers episodes and you guys had sponsored the Forever Home episodes that we were uh, working on. And we start opening up the boxes and we're noticing little labels on, on the, on the floor. Like this is a starter block. This is, you know, and it just kind of took us by surprise because typically there, there isn't that level of attention to detail in, in a hardwood floor. Typically it's just, you know, produced, shipped out. And if there's any inadequacies in the product, like that's on the installer to, to figure out, um, and, make their decision whether they're going to install it or not. So to open up the boxes and actually see little labels on it, like you should use this here and you should use that there. Uh, you know, these tiny little labels on them, they just completely took us by surprise and had re really never come across anything like that. Uh, so it definitely le led to some interest and um, uh, maybe you can t talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Kraft has a real artisanal approach uh, to producing our floors. Everything, the, the material is worked by hand. Uh, everything from grading the material to, um, to you know, the different processes, staining, uh, fuming, bleaching, everything that we do to build our floors, uh, each plank that comes out of the box is actually worked by hand. It's kind of a 180 degree polar opposite to the very automated nature of most hardwood flooring manufacturers. And... You know, you mentioned the the starter pieces, the little label we put on on the one foot boards uh, that come out of our box. Uh, basically, just really trying to eliminate the uh, the chance that you know a, a one foot board ends up in the middle of the room. The little label basically <laughs> use this as a starter piece mm -hmm. in the corner of a closet or behind a door or something like that. And it's just just one of those steps. Some of the other things we do uh, from a um, attention to detail perspective uh, with our uh, knot filler. So with manufacturing hardwood flooring, you'll you'll get seasonal checks in the in the wood when the wood's being seasoned for for production. You'll get you know minor cracks. You'll have you know natural knots that appear in the wood. And at Craft, we don't standardize on one color there are a lot of manufacturers out there that will standardize on black thinking black coordinates with everything but craft's approach is to choose a knot filler that is going to harmonize or coordinate with the finished color of the wood and even though we do that knot filler process very early in the production even before any um any tinting or, or staining is done um, our artisan team who grades the material when it comes when it comes into the factory. These are uh, artisans that have been with our our company for ten years or more. That they know which what material will work best with with which collections and which colors. Uh, at Craft, we have uh, different. We call them grades, but they refer more to the aesthetic quality of the wood. Uh, so we have some more cleaner lines, which will have minimal wood character. And, and what wood character is there is, is attractive wood character. And then some of our lines are more traditional, more rustic looking. So you're going to find deeper grains and uh, greater prevalence of, of knots. So um, that knot filler process where, where the artisan team 
when they determine which line a particular lot of material will go into, they'll also determine at that point what color within that line uh, a particular lot of wood will uh, will become. So they select from that palette of knot fillers uh, to, to get the most harmonious color uh, with the finished product. Um, another attention to detail thing is we stain the tongues uh, of our tongue and groove plank product so that in the event, the unfortunate event that, you know, there's you know, a water leak or the moisture, the interior uh, moisture uh, level uh, gets out of range and, you know, either swelling or shrinking of the wood, um, in the event that there is a separation between the, the tongue and groove between planks, it will um, not create as much of a, of a visual distraction because the tongue is stained the same color as uh, as the surface without, surface of the plank. Without, literally, literally never seen that before. And that's such a small <laughs> thing that no one would ever really pick up on except for maybe an installer. Yeah, right? Like yeah. as an installer, like uh, most of the yeah. installs that I would do, like I did them back in the day when it was all very dark colored floors. And so I used to, I mean, I still do. I, I, I keep like a, a Sharpie in my pocket. And, you know, if you if you know you can't quite get the board alignment right or, you know, there's a gap that you just can't fix. And, you know, sometimes you have to try to maintain your straight line uh, and, and that results in you leaving a gap on the backside of the board because the milling's off. Uh, you take the marker and you right, you get in there with the Sharpie, you, you color it black so that it doesn't stand out. And to have you guys actually take that step to color the interior uh, of the tongue that stands out immensely to to an installer right that that that's that next level of detail that you i've never seen literally it, it is unusual uh in our industry to have that that kind of kind of attention to detail um you, you know you had mentioned earlier about those those one foot pieces a one foot piece in the middle of a room it just it draws the eye it creates a visual distraction so you know that's why we we put that that label on but one of the things that does tend to draw the eye's attention uh, are the seams in a hardwood mm. floor and we have uh, a line called long craft uh, that's part of our product line and the long craft is um, customers can decide how much or how little long craft they want to use in a in a project but the each box contains 10 foot planks and they're all 10 foot planks there's no uh, mixed dimensions in there so for homeowners that really want to feature their floor they're not going to cover it with furniture or an area rug or anything like that using those 10 foot long craft planks really adds to the the overall beauty of the floor and because there are fewer seams uh, they, they aren't uh, aren't nearly as noticeable so for great rooms or corridors or anything where you're going to have uh, large areas of the floor uncovered it, it really provides a really high-end high-end look to the floor yeah and we we've dealt with them before like a, a full box of 10 foot long pieces 10 didn't, foot didn't we get those in one of the episodes yeah we did we did now because i remember picking these boxes up like what the heck is going on <laughs> why are they so big? yeah 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 how much the, wood is in here right and that's the thing like you guys to begin with a, a typical hardwood floor box is generally around the 20 20 square foot uh, per box uh, allotment <laughs> and you pick up a, a box of craft it doesn't seem that much larger than than a typical box but you're you're getting 
42 square feet in a box out of a typical box. I'm not sure what the long craft are. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's way more efficient. And it, it really stood out to us, at least. I mean, like I said earlier, we really were introduced to you guys working on Forever Home. We got a hardwood floor delivery showing up, and there's half the boxes on the driveway for us to build, bring in. It's it's way more efficient, and the same thing transfers through uh, to installation, right? When you have long pieces, it's, it takes the same amount of time to put a board in place. Yep. So if you have small boards, relatively it's the same amount of time to put a small board in versus a long board. Exactly. And so the installation is much quicker, and... All you really have to do is glue down to, to accommodate for the, the board width. At eight inches, it's, it's fairly substantial. Yeah, no, it, it definitely covers, you know, you're taking the same amount of time for a short board versus a long board, and it, it's, covering, uh, it's covering more of the floor for every, for every board that you do. And, and like you mentioned, there's, there's less themes that way. So you're, you're getting more visual beauty of the natural wood and the wood grain rather than the the crisscross nature of, of a smaller plank so that's so true and even our regular length material um, comes in an eight foot box but our average length out of the box for our regular material is 62 inches a little over five feet so when you compare that to the average length out of the box some other products that are available in the market lucky it, it's like a foot so. longer average uh, out of the box so and I think that really speaks to the quality of the material uh, that's used to make our floors. We've got, we have long-standing relationships with the suppliers we get our, our wood from, and they quite often will earmark um, really good quality material when it comes in from the field, and they'll set it aside uh, for craft because they know, um, because of our, our relationship with them, and they, they understand the type of product we, we make. Uh, they want to provide us with the uh, the best quality uh, material to to make that and to make 10 foot planks <laughs> you really need good quality material oh, to sure. do that yeah. so so the material in our products is really a, a cut above what what you'll find from from some other manufacturers literally literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pardon the pun yeah uh yeah it's it's, it's incredible it's a, like the, the finished product is beautiful i mean if you've seen a forever home episode recently you've definitely seen the craft product installed and uh it almost doesn't do it justice watching it on tv you want to see it in, in real life uh because the the quality of the aesthetic is really really there uh yeah, and absolutely. There's, uh, how many different types of wood species do you guys actually offer so we produce flooring with four different species of wood uh, we use hickory american white oak black walnut and we have a line of reclaimed heart pine, which is engineered hardwood that the veneer has been made from the posts and beams and structural components of old warehouses and mills in the southern U.S. Uh, so we've got, uh, we have material we've manufactured from a, a warehouse in South Carolina and uh, just this year's material uh, came from uh, a mill in Georgia was being uh, the property was being redeveloped and they they were going to tear it down uh, one of the things i like about living in canada and more specifically in ontario is that you know we preserve those historical buildings but there aren't those protections in in, in some states so but we benefit from it because we're able to make a really 
traditional rustic line of flooring where the veneers, the wood in the veneer is actually over 100 years old. And it really has a beautiful patina that really only time can instill in the wood. Uh, and in those, uh, those pieces of wood that have holes in them, whether they were for bolts or nails or whatever in its original construction, um, we really artfully create custom uh, plugs and use wood filler and stuff to repair um, to repair the wood, but it, once you know it's um, it's cut down for the veneers and it's it's applied to the, the the planks. When it's installed, every couple of boards you'll see one of the one of these plugs yeah. where they where they've repaired <laughs> the wood, and it really gives a it's reclaimed hard pine. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool rustic look for it, sure. It's yeah, it's yeah. perfect for urban lofts or you know um, cafes or, or those types of things where they really want. Uh, um, really want a, a more traditional. That's really cool because that's such an exclusive, finite product, right? Like once that runs out, you can't recreate that in any way, shape, or form. That's, that's, it's incredible. Until they knock down another building. Yeah, but like <laughs> how, eventually you run out go. of buildings to knock down, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, when these buildings were built, you know, a hundred years or so ago, there was no, there wasn't sustainable forestry initiatives out there so unfortunately you know this this really solid hard species of pine yeah it's 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 only a few points off of our white oak in terms of its of its hardness so it wears very well um, there's not a lot of hard pine uh, left in north america a lot of it was harvested and never uh, never replanted so yeah, which leads to the exclusivity <laughs> the exclusivity right. of the of the reclaimed nature yeah yeah that's, that's incredible yeah because we've we've put pine in before but it's white pine and it's ridiculously it's, soft right you could right. just your, your kid could sit there with a crayon and Dun draw their name in it and leave it permanently there right <laughs> exactly. it's that soft. or jot jot down a phone number of a message and it's indelibly uh yeah. embossed in your floor yeah chris <laughs> was here you know yeah exactly yeah. yeah no that that's that's incredible i didn't i didn't realize i was a yeah. yeah. So uh, the other thing that we do extremely well, and a lot of flooring manufacturers will avoid, is we make a lot of products from hickory. And I love hickory. Hickory, it really, it's such oh, you a... You get a nice dark gray hickory? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a, a beautiful species of wood, but a lot of manufacturers will avoid it because it can be tempera temperamental. We refer it sometimes as the wild child uh, of woods because if you don't know how to work with it, um, you can make mistakes that result in orange-looking looking flooring. But um, almost like that, you know, that to use an analogy, the, the difficult child that, uh, you know, is a little bit more challenging when they're growing up. You know, sometimes they, you know, they turn in, you know, beautiful results, uh, you know, as an adult and... Hickory is very much like that. If you if you have the patience and you have the time and the experience to work with it, it really yields beautiful results. And it's got a hardness rating of like 18, 1820. So it's the hardest species of wood that, that we make flooring from. So for those busy, active households, hickory is really, really the way to go. You know, pets and kids and stuff like that. It's Yeah, and there is a lot of variation in hickory. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful wood, right? grain. Yeah. It's it's really nice. Yeah, uh, I would say it's probably the closest thing aesthetically to to walnut without 
Dude, know? walnut's really nice, but it's soft. Walnut is so rich and beautiful and just, but it's soft. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so hickory kind of blends that gap between usability, wearability, and, and the beauty, right? Where you, you do get those blonde flares and, you know, those, those dark accents in the hickory uh, that's extremely prevalent in, in the walnut that really makes walnut just phenomenally beautiful. It, it, but it, it, the greens are so beautiful in, uh, in black walnut that, that the flooring that we're able to produce from it is just, it's so visually interesting and so nat like the natural grain patterns you get are so rich we've had a number of customers who have purchased our black walnut flooring for their walls and they've done wall cladding and in some cases even the <laughs> ceiling they've oh, done yeah. with a polished concrete you know for urban lofts a polished concrete floor and used uh, our floors, uh, our plank flooring, as as wall covering or even ceiling covering, just because it's it's so gorgeous. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, w we have the samples; they're they're absolutely astounding, <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's it's a hell of a product, absolutely. So, so now that we've gotten the aesthetics of craft floor down, Dave and I we did a podcast a while back ago about different hardwood floors, like the differences between engineered and sawn off, and all this stuff. And but then we dove more into the specifics of engineering flooring, you know, and the you know because there's multiple ways to assemble uh, a, an engineer floor. Yeah. So there's different there's different foundations. Dave and I were under the impression that engineered flooring was best with a plywood foundation. You guys don't use a plywood foundation. And I believe there is, if you guys have this much attention to detail just on the top, I'd like <laughs> to know why and how you guys build your foundation of your floor. The primary reason why we don't use plywood as a foundation for our plank flooring is that its origins are cloudy at best uh, we uh, through research and product development uh, our founder back in the early days of our company was trying to source sustainable plywood seems easy enough but the more research we did we realized that there's a lot of plywood out there that really has untraceable roots pardon the pun um, and there's, you know, there's certain areas of the world where sustainable forestry is not a priority. Um, and in order to produce a product that we could, you know, put a, a verifiable claim that it's 100% sustainable, we couldn't produce our flooring on, on plywood. So at that point, our, our founder and current president, uh, he, you know, began to look at other options for the foundation and and what he settled upon was creating our own foundation from solid sawn components so he could acquire sustainable wood uh, he just realized we would have to manufacture our, our own foundation so uh, we settled on um, a design we call it dax2 design for advanced core stability and it's a second generation of this design, but it's it's basically a, a mortise and tenon construction. So uh, the mortise pieces run the width of the of the plank, and the they're cut in such a way that they fit with a with two tenon uh, pieces, which run the full length of the plank. And it does two things: one, for 
the installer, it makes joining the, the tongue and groove and the planks during installation very easy because you're basically installing, uh, you're put, you're basically putting two pieces together as opposed to 50 or 60 um, uh, pieces of wood. You know, once those, um, once those, those mortises are, are cut, they are, susceptible to absorbing moisture which can cause them to you know to to change shape or warp or split and that can sometimes create an issue when you're when you're installing the flooring but the way one other thing i'll say too is if you're installing uh, a plywood floor and you're taking a, a specialized nail gun and you take this hammer and you smash the nail gun in with with a a hammer and if you hit it to a mallet, yeah. and if you hit it too hard, <laughs> she break. Yeah. And <laughs> lots of times. And then lots try, of times. Yeah. And then, so when you go to put the next board on, it, it's, it's a problem. And so, you know, engineered floor with a plywood base versus a solid hardwood floor, I'm going to choose the hardwood floor solid all day, every day for installation purposes. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have kind of circumvented that, that plywood problem. Uh, where you absolutely install like a normal traditional solid sawn hardwood floor, except you're eight inches in in width. Yeah, no, uh, that's exactly it. And beca- the other th- the another inherent issue with cutting wood is that um, where wherever the cut ends of the wood are, they tend to be more likely to absorb moisture uh, during seasonal uh, changes in in humidity. So by sealing all of those uh mortars with the tenon piece it basically um wood doesn't absorb as much moisture um lengthwise lengthwise as it does versus where it's been cut so each one of our planks you really just have the four corners of the plank the the cut ends of those tenon pieces that uh, are potentially susceptible to to um to that moisture uh, absorption we as a manufacturer we uh, once we manufacture the flooring, we coat um, we coat the foundation, the entire foundation in a in a polyurethane sealant uh, that also helps uh, with you know mitigate the the transfer of moisture, the seasonal transfer of moisture. Yeah, and you do have a wider uh, relative humidity range, recommended range for the floor. Like a typical hardwood floor is forty to fifty percent. You'll even see engineered hardwood floors with 40 to 50% mm-hmm. because they're not taking the, the same level of, uh, of care when they're designing their floors. Craft has that, that wider range, that, that 30 to 50% rather than 40 to 50%. And realistically, uh, the interior humidity range of a home, you know, and, and especially in Canada, uh, you know, you're using an air conditioner in, in the summer and you're, you're stripping the humidity out of the house and in in the winter like that that's a very reasonable range right that's a practical range to to hold your humidity in exactly dave uh we have a range of 30 to 50 percent that that we recommend but part of our manufacturing process part of the seasoning of the of the wood when we're when we're manufacturing it is it's an 84 hour kiln conditioning process where uh, it's a kiln, so we're obviously using heat, but adding and removing moisture at key intervals within that cycle, where we're we're bringing the moisture content of the wood, which our veneers and our core wood come from different growing regions, they're different species. We bring the moisture content of both the veneer and the foundation wood down 
to about 5%. So we're basically removing all of the moisture from the wood. And the, the reason we do that is with any living thing, especially wood, there's internal stresses in the wood and they are, you know, uh, really reduced by removing as much moisture as possible from the wood. So by getting that, uh, by bringing those, the moisture content into harmony at 5% between the veneer and the foundation wood, um, those internal stresses are gone. And, and from our perspective, we're marrying that veneer to that foundation for for life. So we can't have the veneer or the foundation kind of, you know, fighting the other one um, as it, you know, absorbs moisture. So with our our lightweight, strong construction, the fact that we seal it with polyurethane, the fact that we get the moisture content of the wood down to about 5%, it really removes the possibility of, uh, of you know, checking and warping and, and those types of it's things. funny because you, you bring it down to such a low amount that, you know, in the real world, you're never going to see 5% relative humidity in a house. So it's been exposed to the extreme in the worst case. And, and it's funny because you mentioned for life, right? Mm-hmm. And you're providing an 8-inch plank and something like that, you know, the, the wider the plank is, the less nails per square foot of hardwood floor. So we naturally supplement that with glue. And God bless the people who try to remove the floors after we install them because we're doing like a solid glue down. And that floor is essentially permanent, right? So it really needs to be able to maintain itself. And, you know, I know that it's a 30 to 50% recommended range, but realistically, that's just, you know, being safe. Right. There's mm-hmm. there's more built in there. And it, it's just nice to know that there there is that extra stability built into the floor initially, fully well knowing that that's a firm commitment to, to go with a wide plank. OK, so there's been a, probably one of the last points we're going to talk about here today. And it's probably the biggest point because this has been thrown around in this conversation quite often today. When you use this word, I don't think people quite understand what it is you mean by that. And you keep on saying, you know, craft, build sustainable hardwood, right? So I need you to dive more into that. What does it mean to be a manufacturer of sustainable hardwood? What does it mean to, you know, buy your wood from a sustainable forest and so on and so forth? Right. So there are couple of different standards that people may be familiar with as far as sustainable forestry. These are third-party organizations. Uh, Craft has, um, we've decided to go with the SFI or the Sustainable Forestry Initiative Standard. Uh, It's uh, North American based and only uh, for those uh, landowners, uh, forest landowners who choose the SFI initiative, it is strictly uh, for North America. And basically these are standards that have to third-party standards that have to be met in terms of um, you know watering in terms of cutting patterns when they harvest certain parts of the forest they leave stands of old growth forest because at the end of the day forests uh, emit a tremendous amount of oxygen and they consume carbon dioxide and all living things emit 
carbon dioxide. So it's almost like a, a, a perfect relationship because humans, animals, exactly, mm-hmm. are producing all of this carbon and forests basically consume that carbon and give us back oxygen, which is which is what any living thing requires. So, sus- yeah, sustainable forestry is so important when you look at issues like climate change, even though we're in the middle of a, a pandemic right now the single biggest threat to our planet is is climate change and so rather than you know make an extra couple of bucks and be part of the problem craft has decided to you know make an investment in the future of the planet and acquire material that comes from forests that uh, that are are efficiently and environmentally managed and i mentioned the sfi standard people uh, some uh, observers might be aware of the FSC standard, which stands for f- the Forestry Stewardship Council. Mm, you see you'll, that yeah, everywhere. You'll, right? you'll see that in Disha on printed material. They want you to know that the paper that whatever you're receiving has been has been uh, um, certified by, by the S- FSC standard. What we have found with our research is that there are some loopholes with the FSC standard and terms of I'll give you an example a manufacturer can produce a line of products or can produce a product that has a sustainable component to it they are able to use that FSC indicia or that logo on all of their products with so, it, so it's a manufacturer certification not a product certification right so when a manufacturer provides products like Kraft does with the SFI label it's confirming that our products are 100% third come from third-party certified, 100% sustainable forests. So uh, the wood costs a little bit more, but at the end of the day, you're making um, you're making a, a better choice for the planet, and you're giving the consumer an option to you know to to make a decision that they can feel good about in terms of uh, the future health uh, of our planet, and. You know, that's a, a nice segue into talking about volatile organic compounds, VOCs. A lot VOCs, of people are f- yeah. familiar with them, and they kind of really came to light a few years ago. And what VOCs are, are they chemicals that are inherent in building products or they're inherent in you know, preservatives or things that we uh, use in our lives. They, they extend to wood finishes. They can also be... Um, pesticides, those those Paints. types of things. Yeah, paint, I remember when paint used to smell like yeah, yeah. Like that your smell house is a volatile organic yeah. compound yeah. being emitted into the room. And now you yeah. don't get that anymore. Well, yeah. even it, it's it's instability in the product, yeah. right? So the whole I, I put a coat of paint on the wall, and two months later I go to put the same paint on the wall and it looks different. It's because that paint was emitting these VOCs into the air that you're breathing in, your family's breathing in. Yeah, it, it's called off-gassing, and it's it's an inherent quality in some building materials and uh, and finishes. So what Kraft has decided to do is we sought out the highest, strictest certification for low VOCs available in the market, which is the Green Guard Gold certification. We achieved that certification with our Dura Finish Ultra Matte, which is a proprietary finish that we put on all of our all of our products. And some consumers may be aware of a standard called Floor Score. 
uh, floor score, you'll see the, the, the logo on uh, some flooring products. Floor score tests for 30 volatile organic compounds or VOCs. Uh, the Green Guard Gold certification, in order to get that designation, they test for over 360 VOCs. So it's it's a you know <laughs> by ten, tenfold more uh, more strict uh, in terms of of what they test for. And if you look at different interior environments in our society, the most sensitive interior environments are usually hospital or medical facilities, schools, those types of things. And in order to be selected for those sensitive interior environments, um, flooring, all interior finishes need to meet that Green Guard Gold certification. So even though we know our product will never be installed in a hospital or a school, homeowners can make a conscious decision to choose something that, uh, choose a product that meets the strictest standards for VOCs. Because at the end of the day, you know, it, it, studies have shown we're spending a lot more time inside you know, than previous previous generations. Some estimates have, you know, people spending 90% of their time indoors. And of that 90%, at least half that's going to be in your own home. So if you've got little children or, um, you know, other members of your family, you know, you want them breathing the cleanest interior air um, possible. So. Oh, for sure. It's funny because, you know, craft maybe, it's, it's not a cheap floor right you're not going to pick it up for five dollars a square foot and i feel like the market is so dictated by plain old price per square foot but what are you actually buying what's the value right you have to look at the value of what you're getting and to have a product like craft that is literally taking care of the planet taking care of the the interior of of like the air quality inside of your own home it, it's just it's that next level and is it it's it's worth that that additional spend right like a, a nice hardwood floor engineered hardwood floor starts at you know nine dollars so what you're a dollar more dollar fifty depending on the the model that you're getting so it's like marginally more money per square foot <laughs> but you know it, it's such a prevalent product throughout your home and you know that it's not off gassing in the same way that one of those cheaper products are there's more consistency uh, throughout the product and, and its manufacturing and, and staining and it's just what are you actually buying what's the value that, and, and when, when you, you take that into consideration it, it it makes sense and for us like our clients if we're going to promote something if we're going to uh, bring something into our office and we're going to promote something to our clients it, it has to check all the boxes and craft just makes sense to us because it checks those boxes off much like your value proposition, we feel we have a compelling value proposition. We're not the, we're not the cheapest game in town, uh, but what we offer is a high-end looking floor with credible environmental uh, attributes, um, basically as green as possible um, at an at an affordable price and. You know, any but anybody who's hiring Pewter to do their renovation or their build, they've done some research. They have a family member, a friend, a neighbor who has worked with you guys in the past, and they know that you guys, you know, you measure twice and you cut once. You don't cut corners. And craft, we're not we're not a big manufacturer. We're we're an artisan wood floor manufacturer. So we want to partner 
with like-minded professionals who offer service that's a cut above, quality that's a cut above, um, and that's why we feel like it's going to be a great partnership between our, our companies because you guys... Uh, nobody is going is going to hire you guys for a house that they just want to get it cheap and cheerful and, and and flip it. This is going to be their you know forever home, their retirement home, or or somewhere where they want to raise their family. They're going to be there ten or fifteen years, and you know you guys provide an investment quality construction and at Craft, you know we're investment quality flooring, and we don't cut corners. We offer, like I said, a compelling value proposition. Consumers can feel good about selecting uh, the product, not just for its its you know its, its beauty, but for its um, environmental and sustainable well, credibility. Yeah, I mean the thing is, you're, you're thinking about the product from its very inception all the way through to its finish and lasting ability, and that's that's the way that we operate, right? We we build properly, so we're more expensive. We're not charging any more than anybody else is marginally. Yeah. We're just doing it properly. And when you build properly, it costs more money because yeah. we're not cutting those corners. We're double waterproofing showers. Like the, everything is going to last. Mm. And it, it's a, an attention to detail of what's going on behind the wall, below the substrate, what the substrate is, how the substrate is finished, what product are you putting on top of the substrate, how are you bonding the substrate to the finished product. It, it's all a process. And I can appreciate Kraft as a brand and as a hardwood floor because you you pay just as much attention as we do to all those processes across the way, just in that one one area. Yeah, and it's beautiful to see, honestly, and it's something that we are proud to to promote and have in our showroom. So yeah, there's that old adage: life is in the details, right? Yeah. You can yeah. you can save a couple of bucks and get a yeah, you can get a wood floor. Or you can, you know, see something that has compelling value, obvious beauty, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's a small kind of upcharge from there. It's um, funny too, because you mentioned the whole flipping thing that it, it wouldn't be a typical product in a flip, and we've actually acquired our first flip <laughs> property, and we're going to try to change that that whole mantra because we see too much garbage hitting the market, creating distrust for homeowners. Uh, you know, you see a nicely renovated home or you hope that it's nicely renovated. And, you know, we have clients who bring us in. Hey, can you check this house out with me? I'm thinking of buying it. Friends, family, whatever. And I'll go like gladly. I'll go help lend whatever I can. And I'm just like cringing. Like if they're showing these details on, on the forefront, what is hiding behind the walls or below this b- below the finished product? You just don't know. We're <laughs> proud to have secured craft flooring for this flip that we're about to start. And we're going to start a vlog that's going to show all the processes and how it should be built. Because if you're going to pick up a house, there should be some level of safety and and trust and and accountability uh, for the builder and and for all the manufacturers who have supplied products to that home right it's it's these are people's livelihoods they're they're home they're they want to raise their families in them or maybe you're done raising your family and you want to retire peacefully right you don't want problems and so we're going to choose the best products that we possibly can for our clients and future homeowners and 
we're just happy to have Kraft on board. Honestly, we're, we're we have you guys proudly positioned up front as soon as you walk in the door into the <laughs> office, and that yeah. that feels good, honestly. And we appreciate that because there there is a balance between you know budget and quality of uh, and quality of material, and we feel like we've selected different partners in in our markets, and we we're not everywhere so you know we carefully choose uh carefully choose our partners uh partners that offer value much like we feel like that we offer we we offer a superior quality product and it's not it's not gonna you know cost the farm right it's it's affordable luxury and it's affordable natural beauty um i'll just speak very quickly about uh, about it we have a proprietary finish that we use on all of our floors um the, the trend in design these days um tends to be like a wire brush oil finish on uh, on on floors and what we did we we actually spent about six months developing this finish with one of our uh, supply chain partners where we wanted the look of a wire brush natural oil finished floor but without the meticulous maintenance that's involved in that and the result was our our dura finish ultra mat which was what allowed us to achieve that that green guard gold certification for anybody so, out there what he's talking about is if you have an oil finished floor you need to maintain that oil finish so yeah. you have to continually <laughs> apply yeah. a fresh layer of oil so they've they, and it's a beautiful finish. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. We've done it before in the past, but it does require maintenance. And what they've essentially replicated is is that look, that beauty without the maintenance, which is that you hit the nail on the head exactly. And what a lot of people, what consumers, when they you know they're looking at flooring, quite often you'll see polyurethane finishes, which are oil based, and you put a couple of layers of that protectant on top of the wood and it it begins to the viscosity of it is very thick so it begins to fill in the grain and the natural beauty of the wood and it starts to look like and it looks cloudy it, it looks well. like you know vinyl luxury vinyl plank type of thing and and with craft our founder right from the beginning wanted to create flooring that people could feel a, a natural connection to and i think that's what really sets us apart from some of the other manufacturers out there when it comes to the matte finish of our flooring um, we have a gloss level of six to eight percent, depending on the product. If you take the gloss level down too much, the wood ends up looking dead. Um, whereas with with our gloss level, it really draws out the beauty and the grain in the wood and, and uh, provides enough luster that it doesn't look dead. But at the same time, you don't have that shininess that you normally get with uh, with polyurethane finishes. Our finish is a water-based UV cured uh, treatment that we put on the wood. And it actually goes on in eight layers. There's six base layers and then two uh, finish coats. So when you look at a, you know, any consumer, any, any person looks at the wood um, and they, you know, touch it, feel it, examine it, you, you can tell that the wood is protected, but it still feels like wood. Uh, yeah, it, it still feels soft and like delicate. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know, flooring is, is, you know, a lot of people will, you know, look at it close up. I always recommend with flooring, throw it down on the floor, see what it looks like from there. And we get consumers all the time that just say, I had no idea how much 
sensory perception there was in my feet versus <laughs> my eyes and my hands. Right. And yeah. when people walk on the floor in bare feet, it really just, it's a, it's a real connection to nature and it really feels different to, to walk on a craft floor versus other, you know, other, other hardwoods. It does, actually. I'd it does. Agree with like that. A, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you might think sitting on the opposite side of that camera that that's some gimmicky ploy, but no, it, it you can feel the grain, but it's smooth and safe. Well, I think that's why so many people like hand scraped uh, right? flooring right now. Yeah. Hand scrapes, you, and you pay up the nose for hand scrape. And that's the thing about craft floors is that there's very little automation, arguably no automation in our, our manufacturing process. So for those collections that we have that are more traditional or rustic looking, uh, you know, we'll have, uh, you know, hand scraping, hand chiseled bevels, those types of things. There's no repetition in the pattern on those planks because mm -hmm. it, it's all done by artisans. It's all done by hand using mm -hmm. old world techniques. So there's no. Because yeah, you see those boards. <laughs> you can they pick have out like the, the same, yeah. same and cupping pattern. Yeah, exactly. all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So and, and with our, we call it vintage craft, uh, where our artisans will actually give that time worn look. Uh, you know, give the look of a time time worn floor. Um, one of our, pro our product lines has uh, those sort of uh, jump marks, and they're really authentic looking. It makes it look like the boards have gone through like an old planer or something like that. So you mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. see that that kind of character. And then our more contemporary lines, um, you know, have a, a micro bevel. It's it's a it's a very uniform, uh, tight, almost almost non existent bevel. So it depends on, on what the homeowner is looking for uh, in terms of, you know, the overall aesthetic of, the, of their renovation or their build. If they want something very modern, go with, uh, you know, cleaner collection, micro bevel. They're doing like an urban loft or they want a more rustic look. We certainly offer, offer products that will fit the bill there. I have, I have a question, too. Uh, you mentioned, like, what the client wants. A lot of times uh, we're getting asked, can we have a heated hardwood floor? Is it, can we use craft in a way where we can heat it? Absolutely. We, we warrant all of our floors uh, for use with uh, radiant floor heat, but also electric uh, floor heat. One of our, our partners uh, is called Warmboard. Warmboard uh, manufactures radiant uh, subfloor heating, so they're basically using warm water to create the, the heat under the floor. But uh, we've also recently added uh, the possibility of, uh, of using electric uh, floor heat underneath, uh, underneath our floor. So That's incredible. I mean, realistically, we're gluing down the floor anyway, so we're just going to create the blanket underneath right, and then glue down on top of that. Hopefully a nail doesn't hit a wire. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> nail in that case. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, we've recently added even electric floor heating systems. In which is, that's that's really interesting. I mean, to think about actually adding heat underneath a wood, wood floor. The reason that w we warranted for Radiant was because with the way those systems work, you really can't change the temperature of the floor too dramatically, whereas mm -hmm. with electric systems, you can... Uh, you can really change the temperature of the floor quickly. And what we always recommend for homeowners is, you know, when you head into the fall and the winter, turn up turn up the uh, the temperature so that it's comfortable and it's warm. But don't use it like a thermostat, like with your furnace. Like if you're cold, don't, 
don't turn yeah, up. Don't, don't, don't use <laughs> you know, the floor to heat your house. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it's more for you know comfort underfoot, but also uh, to even protect the floor to a certain extent. Um, people are in, installing our floors in cottages now, and and you know they're they're four season cottages, but they want to make sure that when they're at home during the week that they're not going that the floor won't be be damaged if if the cottage gets particularly particularly cold. So. All that to say that that radiant floor and electric floor heating um, is suitable for use under all of our floors. Incredible. That answers some questions. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think we've hit all the points we wanted to hit today. Um, Is there any closings you'd like to... Can we... we Plug an Instagram or yeah, website. Yeah, you got an Instagram or website. That kind yeah, of I, that would be great. Our, our website is uh, www.craftfloor.com, and our Instagram handle is at craftfloors with an S. Craft with floors. an S, exactly. Yeah. Website, not plural. Instagram, <laughs> plural. All right, there All right. you go. So now we are Pewter Build across everything else, and Pewter Pints on youtube and every other youtube and podcast and podcast (laughs) platform stuff lagunitas is a good beer yes it Mm. works exceptionally well (laughs) all right guys enjoy the rest of your weekend thanks Thanks for for coming in chris thank you guys solid conversation cheers